Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. You see, Satan had a plan. God knew the plan. God was going to direct Joseph step by step. And to do that required him to get up, go, and stay there until he heard from the Lord again. Here's what you want to write. Following God requires immediate and total obedience. It always involves God's timing. As Christians, it can be fairly easy for us to fall into a rinse and repeat sort of cycle in our lives. Once this occurs, it's almost guaranteed that we come to a halt in our growth as Christians. In today's Lesson for Living, Pastor Mark addresses the importance of waiting on the Lord in obedience and patience. Rather than trying to obtain total control over how we think our lives should play out, Pastor Mark encourages us to seek God's timing. As Pastor Mark illustrates, once we align our lives with God's timing, we'll discover there are times of moving forward and times of waiting on Him. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verse 13, with his continuing study entitled, Following God Step by Step. As couples come to me, you know, we always have the normal thing. Are you a Christian? When you're born again, all you become the Calvary Chapel, one, boom, 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 all those things. You know one of the questions I ask right now? To both of them as they come. It just changed the last few months. I'll, I'll turn to the young man and I'll say this. Are you ready to be the spiritual leader of this home? Now, sometimes I can tell by the response. That means they don't even know what it means to be a spiritual leader. They're, they're not even a Christian. As you, know, as you know, we don't marry people that aren't Christian. So I give them homework. I send them back. I'll meet with them a few more weeks later and say, you're ready now to become a Christian. Okay, great. Good, good, good. That's good. Then I'll turn to the young lady and I'll say this. Can he be the spiritual leader of this home? Or are you going to have to carry the load? Well, I think he can, but right now I'm carrying all the load. Danger sign! You say, well, no. Not a danger sign. Huge danger sign. If you're getting ready to get married, you better be looking for a spouse that's 100% for God. Anything less? Forget it. Now, yeah, here. This good. This good. This good. We clap. We clap. We clap. But come into my office and we forget it. Nice truth. Watch me. Watch me. Watch me. Nice truth. Oh, I believe it. But I got this gal. Man, is she a looker. This is great. I don't know anything about her spiritual day. I want to marry her. And I'm not trying to be hard, but that's what happens. I want to tell you guys, the hourglass changes. Is that truth? It just kind of moves down. <laughs> so it doesn't matter how good looking they are now. It just moves down. <laughs> you know, we're into this big whitening our teeth deal. 
yes, trips everywhere. You know, got all these. Later on, those teeth are still bright and shiny, but the problem is they're on this little cup next to the bed. <laughs> so, am I speaking the truth this morning or not? Sure, I am. <laughs> so, so what happens? Yeah, we want somebody that's attractive, but we want somebody that loves the Lord. Now, Joseph says to Mary, Mary, get up. We're leaving. We got to go 70 miles by foot in the middle of the night. And Mary says, over my dead body. And I know you're saying this morning, Mary would never say that. No, that never happens in your home, does it? Here's my point. If we're going to be in step with God, we have to be in unity in our home. Guys, do whatever it takes. Don't, don't fuss about the little stuff. Forget it. If I told you this morning you had five months to live, all this stuff you fought about this week would go out the window. It'd be gone. Because that means I got 150 days, 149, 140, 130, 120, 110, 10, 12, 4. It'd be gone. So this morning, get yourself in unity in your home. You say it can't be done. Yes, it can be. You put God at the head, you'll be in unity. You submit one to another. So Mary and Joseph, they don't argue. They just get up. They're in step with God. And it's not just about them. It's about their son, Jesus. Not just about you, parents. It's about your children. Now, how does Joseph respond? Well, here's how he responds. But Joseph said to the angel, we just moved into this new home and we've only been here in a year and the school district is superb. We're not leaving. No, he doesn't say that. Notice verse 14. So he, circle it, got up. He got up. And he took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt. And where he stayed, circle the word, until the death of Herod. And all of this is another prophecy. A prophecy that's fulfilled. Notice, this is from Hosea. Well, what did Hosea say years before? He said this in verse 15, out of Egypt, I call my son. You see, Satan had a plan. God knew the plan. God was going to direct Joseph step by step. And to do that required him to get up, go, and stay there until he heard from the Lord again. Here's what you want to write. Following God requires immediate and total obedience. It always involves God's timing. God's timing. Now, as we think about that, if you think about baby Jesus or child Jesus, he's like the platinum frequent flyer. He's moving all over his life. I mean, his first big trip was from heaven to here. That got him lots of miles for sure. You know what's interesting? It's for you to draw your own map of where you've been in your life. And how God has directed you. Very interesting. We're a very mobile society. But there's a principle. God can. Here we go. Here we go. God can and wants. Let me hear you. That's proof. That's proof. He didn't argue with God. They got up and went. Now they went to Egypt. And most scholars believe that they went to Probably Alexandria. It's an area that where the, in Egypt there was a million Jews there. 
It was, it was Roman occupied, but not under the authority of Herod. Now, as they get there, uh, the Septuagint, the Old Testament that was translated uh, into Greek, was compiled there by 70 Jewish scholars. So neat things were taking place. Now, here's the problem. They leave in the night because it's an emergency. There's no ATMs open at night. We know earlier when Jesus was dedicated that Mary and Joseph couldn't even buy the required animal sacrifice. They had to buy two little pigeons because they didn't have any money. Well, now we're about a year later. I'm sure Joseph has a job. But how is he going to finance this this trip a hundred miles? How in the world? What do you know that God already financed it? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Here's what you want to write. Where God guides, God provides. You say, well, he might have did it for Jesus, but he won't do it for me. Wrong. Remember, you got to understand the truth, and then you got to apply it to your life. Philippians 4.19, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Anytime, watch me, anytime God asks me to step out and do something, talent, gifts, opportunities, open doors, money, whatever it's required. Anytime God asks me to step out and do something, he always provides everything I need to do it. We started this church 12 years ago. First service, we had no money. We didn't even know if anybody show up. I already rented the Hilton. I just knew if I had to pay for it myself, I'd pay for it. Do you know, since day one, we've never lacked in 12 years. Now, why is that? Where God guides, God provides. So we do it very tightly here. You guys give like crazy. We all give. And to the glory of God. But it's the same thing in talents, in abilities, in whatever. When you take that step of faith, God will provide what's needed there. You see, we know that. We know that's true. God's fly on my knees. Oh, I know it, I know it, I know it. But I can't get it over to this side. It's this gap. I have to start believing what he said. Trusting what he said. So here they are. They're in, uh, in uh, Egypt. Notice verse 16. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi. I love this. I love this. He was furious. And he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under. In accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Once again, we see this ruthless cruelty and fanatical neurosis of Herod. He says, I don't know where that... The Magi never came back. I don't know where that child is. So I'm going to kill all the babies two years and under. Now, at that time, Bethlehem was a small city, town actually. Most scholars believe probably 20 or 30 baby boys were dragged out of their houses. Can you imagine that? And killed. You know, the Jews to this day, even last night, Tel Aviv, continue to be slaughtered by Satan. Because they're God's people. Now, Verse 17 and 18 is another fulfillment of a prophecy. 
in Jeremiah 31, notice. Then what was said through the prophet Isaiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. That, Matthew says, the grief of the mothers when, at the time of the exile, when, when Israel had to move to Babylon, which we're studying on Wednesday night, when, when Israel had to move to Babylon, that same grief that came over the mothers is exactly the same thing happened here when their babies were slaughtered that day. So that's the importance of studying the Old Testament and the New Testament. Now look at verse 19. After Herod died, here comes another supernatural intervention. An angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt. And he said, get up, take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. For those who were trying to take the child's life are dead. Say it with me. God can and wants to direct us step by step. Not enough of you are saying it. Here we go. God can and wants to direct us step by step. He said to Joseph before, go to Egypt. We have no idea how long they stayed in Egypt. You stay there until I tell you to leave. So Joseph doesn't get ahead of God. He doesn't get homesick and run back. And he just obeys. And God says, okay, Herod's dead. It's time. Here's the next step. It's time to head back. And I'm going to take you back to Israel. God knew the plans of Satan. You can trust your life in him. Well, look what verse 21 says. But Joseph said, God, I had this great job as a tourist guide to the pyramids. And Jesus is in the soccer lead. And they're in first place. We're very comfortable here. We're not going home now. You know, the number one problem with most Christians following God is the word I just used. Too comfortable. God doesn't want you to be comfortable. He wants to shake up your life. Because that's where the joy and the excitement is. Can you imagine Joseph and Mary saying, I wonder when we're going to go back home. They were active right where they were. They're living right. But I wonder when that's going to take place. What's next for us? You see, that's what I love about God. I'm a very methodical guy. And pharmacists are all that way. You ought to be glad because you don't die from our medicine. It means we're very exacting people. And that's a science part of us. But the other part of me is, I love adventure. I love traveling all over the world. Because I get to see what God's doing. Are you too comfortable today for God to use you? If you are, you're missing out on exactly what God's supposed to do. You know, Pastor Mike, my goal is to retire at 52, have this yacht, and just sail for Jesus all my life. Get with it. (laughs) By the way, you have millions of takers. But it's a trip of sail into nothing. It's empty. Because it's all about you. I'm not against retiring and having fun. and I don't mean that. But if everything you're doing is all about you, God help us. That's why we're too comfortable. Well, verse 21 says, So he got up, took the child and the mother, and went to Israel. Just write this down. God's timing is perfect. Just keep in step. Just keep in step. He didn't balk. He didn't do anything. Now what happens is this. As they're heading back to Israel, just before Herod died, Herod knew that the Roman government would kind of want to come in and arrange things. So he had three sons, and he divided Israel into three areas and gave his sons different territories. Well, the problem is, 
He gave his son who was most like him, ruthless, a killer. He gave them the area of Judea, Bethlehem, where Joseph had been. And his name was Archelaus. So look at verse 22. But when he heard, Joseph, when he heard that Archelaus was reigning in Judea in place of his father, Herod, he was afraid to go there. Notice what happens. Having been warned in a dream, God can and wants to direct us step by step. He withdrew to the district of Galilee. Supernaturally, God said, I'm heading you back to Israel. And Joseph thinking, well, I'm going back to Bethlehem. That's where I have a house. Oh, no, you're not. You don't want to go there because there's an evil man there. So he takes him 70 miles north and he takes him to a town called Nazareth. You want to write this down. God always defeats Satan's goal. Notice, Herod's gone. Is Satan done with spiritual warfare? No, Archelaus steps in. I'm hoping that baby Jesus is found somewhere if we didn't get him earlier. Is Satan ever done trying to destroy you? No. But you can relax because God always defeats Satan. You just keep in step with God. You just keep in step with God. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Don't have to be fearful. Now, verse 22, 23 says, They went and live in a town called Nazareth. Nazareth. Now, what do we know about Jesus? Well, he's now in the Galilee. We don't know anything about Jesus till age 12. Then we have a little snapshot. And then we know nothing from age 12 to age 30. Why? I have no idea. But we do know one thing. It's the, it's the mission statement of our kids' ministry here. Look at it, Luke 2.5.2. It says this. Jesus grew in wisdom and stature in favor with God and men. So during all those years, he learned from mom and dad about God. Obviously, he was God. But he learned to deal with people. He learned to be graceful. He learned all the things that are necessary to mature in life. Now, back in verse 23, I want you to circle something. He went and lived in a town. Lived. Circle the word lived. And there's four things for you to write down this morning. Here they are. You don't live in Nazareth. You don't live in Bethlehem. You don't live in Mims, praise God. You live here in Brevard County. So here's the four things I want to give you this morning. Write them down. Meditate on them. Take steps of faith every day right here. Right here. This is where God's placed you. Right here. If you're going to be active for God, you have to live here. You can't exist here. It doesn't say Jesus went to Nazareth and the town wasn't too exciting. So he just existed. He went through the motions. No, he lived there. Vibrant. Second, serve God here. If you're not serving God, you'll never, ever find success. you got to serve God. Find an area of ministry. There's all kinds of things. The kids' ministry in the parking lot. Man, praise, praise those guys at the parking lot when you go out. Thank them. They got wet all day long so you could get in here. So thank them. I'm serious. They served you this morning. And third, be all here. I don't mean mentally like, you know, you're half off or whatever. Just be here. You see, here's what I hear from people. Master Mark, when I can get to that mountain cabin... In South Carolina, North Carolina, or Colorado, then I'm going to be happy. Hey, if you get, I don't care where you get, and God isn't with you, you're not going to be happy. So just be happy in flat Brevard County for the moment. (laughs) Be here. Be here. And last, Lord help us. Enjoy God here. 
and now. Now. By the way, now. Starting today. When you leave today, this could be your last day. Enjoy today here. We don't have much more. And as we take these steps in our lives, there's a statement that's up there last that you might recognize. And I wanted to say it together, but I wanted to personalize it this morning. Remember? I wanted to personalize it. Here, so here we go. God can and wants to direct me step by step. Now here, that's the statement. Take God at his word. Take him at his word. That's the statement. Now let's put it into practice. Listen to God. Be directed. Allow him to change your lives. I want to end with the verse that I started with this morning. Psalm 37. Notice. The steps. Watch me. Watch me. The steps of the, tell me. Godly are ordered by the Lord. Watch me close. If I take God out of chapter 2, that we just we read all of chapter 2. If I take God out of it, what do I have? Chaos. Frosted flakes everywhere. Nothing matches. Nothing works. Frustration. The steps of the godly are directed to the Lord. You know what that says? It says if you're not a Christian, your life, frosted flakes everywhere. You're frustrated. It's chaos. Nothing makes sense. Good days and then emptiness. You can't put it, you, you can't, it, you, there's no, it, it doesn't make sense. It can't because you're directing your life. Actually, Satan is. His goal, steal, kill, and destroy. Watch me very closely. This next minute is the most important minute of your whole life. The steps of the godly are directed by God. If you're not a Christian this morning, you have no chance of making anything out of this life. And you have, watch me, zero chance when you die, and you will, of going to heaven. You can't get their church church membership. I don't care how much schooling you went to. I don't care how much of the Bible you know. Unless Jesus Christ lives inside you. You have zero chance of enjoying life here and ever going to heaven. But that's what this whole chapter was about. Protecting the life of Jesus so he could go to the cross and be your savior. Maybe you were a Christian at one time but the box has spilled over and you've been trying to rearrange those stupid frosted flakes and get back on your own and you can't do it you got to repent God will just put it all back in the box sit it there seal it put your picture right on the front from that comes joy comes meaning because you're fulfilling his purpose in today's study with Pastor Mark, we learn the importance of staying in step with God's plan for our lives. By seeking God through patience and obedience, Pastor Mark reflected on how God always provides when we follow His lead. Whether it's a big life decision or a temporary call to ministry, 
Pastor Mark encourages us to have faith that where God guides, God provides. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Mark will continue to go through this series in the next edition of Lessons for Living. To add today's message to your study library, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. The cost for each CD is $5, and that includes shipping. Again, to place an order for a CD, simply log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and select the Order a Message option from the main menu. Now here's Josh with today's message number and title. Thanks. The message number from today's broadcast is 3333. And the title of this message is Following God Step by Step. Again, today's message number is 3333. And the title of this message is Following God Step by Step. Place a marker in your Bibles and join us next time on Lessons for Living as Pastor Mark introduces us to John the Baptist. In our study, Pastor Mark will reflect on the proclamation of how God's kingdom is now at hand. We'll learn the importance of following in the footsteps of both Christ and John the Baptist in proclaiming the same message that started in Judea nearly 2,000 years ago. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue sharing with us from the Gospel of Matthew. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurry.